Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I've missed talking about Diablo on here. That is the straight truth of it. I miss talking about my favorite game. Well, game series. And there's so much to say, right? Last time I did one of these was 2019 after the announcement of four at BlizzCon 2019. They showed a a big fancy uh, cinematic and we all got super excited and we learned what certain things were. Right? And because of that, I feel woefully behind. And I also just desire this world again in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. And a lot has changed and happened. Immortal came out, finally. A thing announced in 2018 that finally came out this year. To some criticism, of course, you know, which you can get into in future episodes. But Diablo 4 is right around the corner, and we now have a release date. That's a big deal. It's coming out in this coming June, so June of uh, 2023. And a whole bunch of people have had early play tests and can now talk about it. And I'm having a hard time finding anyone that didn't have an amazing time and aren't claiming that this is amazing to play. I have no doubt that it's true, uh, given some of the voices that I've heard talk about it, that I trust. And it sounds like the special sauce is back in action. Plus, we got a launch date trailer the other day at the Game Awards. And really cool stuff was said in that trailer. I have returned to hell for you. Yeah, we got some big time lore happening there, which we'll get into in future episodes. But that was really cool. And it looked like another commitment to uh, keeping the game nice and dark and bloody. Taking it back to uh, its Diablo 1 and 2 roots. More 2 than anything. But more and more... I'm convinced that things are going to get extremely interesting in the Diablo space very quickly. And there's never been a better time than now to watch it happen and to talk about it and to get your feedback and to make a show about it. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Scott, I heard you might be bringing back the Diablo show. I am thrilled to hear this. What do you think the show will be like moving forward versus what it was when Diablo 3 was all anyone cared about? Thanks, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan, for the text. So that came as a a text to me today. I kind of made a little sneak peek on Twitter that the show might be coming back. And a few of you took uh, that as a chance to go grab the text number 801-471-0462, but you can also leave voicemails on. Anyway, but texted me these messages and I put a little voice to them so we can kind of pretend like we know what they sound like. In a lot of ways, the show will retain its tone. I really like what the show used to be tonally, and I don't want to change that too much. 
But I really want to get heavy into more lore and character stuff. Um, and of course, you know, news as it comes, uh, talk about the meta in the game, what's happening around the business model of the game, which is quite different this time around, and what Endgame looks like uh, now and what it might look like in the future, and how Blizzard plans to monetize that, and how we the players will interface with that particular layer of monetization. There's a lot of big questions about that right now. And as usual, because this is a Blizzard product and people tend to freak out about Blizzard stuff, both positive and negative, there are a lot of people uh, glomming onto the fact that the collector's edition this time around does not have a game code included of any kind. Not Like, gone are the days where a CD was in there anyway, or a DVD. But we're now at the point where even the, uh, the typewritten code that's usually on a little slip of paper is not in there either. And people are losing their minds about it, even though what it really represents is a paradigm shift for buyers of the game. This is more like, think of it as like a Diablo swag box with a bunch of cool stuff in it. And it's priced as such to be just about as much less as it would be to buy all the stuff in there without the game. So instead of $150 to $160, it's $100 or $99 something. And then you're expected to get the game day one or wherever you want uh, the way you would get it on Battle.net or via console or whatever you're going to do. To me, it doesn't surprise me, but these are the kinds of things that we're going to talk about as they come up. But that was already true. The Diablo show was already hitting those, those points. When I kept a pretty good finger on what was going on in the world and what was happening, I would really, really like to swing back around to lore and character stuff and also bring in some people who want to talk about character, or uh, excuse me, character builds and why somebody runs the barbarian the way they do um, or why them, you know, the, I don't know, any given character, why the Amazon who's now returning from, from two to four, uh, why she is great or he, I guess you can be both uh, genders, uh, male or female genders in the game. Uh, which is exciting in its own way. Anyway, so as you can see, plenty to talk about. This would be the place to do it. And that excites me on lots of levels. But at the same time, retaining what I loved about the show before, that's the goal. So Nathan, I hope that answered your question. Hi, Scott. The one thing I feel like I never hear enough of when it comes to Diablo is the lore behind it all. Deeper character studies, complex dives into the location in and around Sanctuary. I'd love to hear this in podcast form more often, and perhaps a relaunch of the Diablo show would do this for listeners like me. Thanks and good luck. Tara. Tara or Tara, I apologize for it saying Diablo or whatever it said. That's a computer thing. I can't control that. <laughs> In the future, we'll be back to, you know, full-on voicemails like we used to do. So we won't have to rely on some computer trying to decide how to, you know, pronounce a very easy word like Diablo. But anyway, Tara asked a great question. I, I spoke of it before a little bit, but uh, me too. That's what I want to do. And um, to get even deeper, there, there are parts of like Diablo 1 and 2 lore that I never fully wrapped my head around, despite me playing those games pretty incessantly. But I found myself skipping a lot of story back then. Um, oftentimes, there was a whole lot of text, and you're like, oh, man, just get me back to killing demons. My tastes have, have uh, matured since then. And, you know, it'll be interesting to compare and contrast the consistencies between the world of Sanctuary, you know, circa Diablo 2 or Lords of Shadow, and today in Diablo 4 
you know, what changes did they make? I assume there'll be some, right? How do you make a game like this and not make some changes? But what are those changes? You know, for example, I think a lot of people who just skim over the lore saw this recent announcement for the launch day trailer and saw a big giant angel dude in the sky with big Teriel wings and a voice that sounded a bit like Teriel and thought, oh, Teriel's back. Teriel's back, everybody. Look at him up there doing his thing, including me. I saw that and went, oh, is that Teriel? Is that who I'm looking at? No, that's not Teriel. It's a very important figure in the history of the games. We're not going to talk about it today. We'll leave you hanging on that because that deserves a deep dive in its own right. But things like that, I think, will be really fun to discuss and um, hopefully get some devs in here who are in charge of story and lore and get some of their takes, um, some of the other designers and stuff. That'd be my goal so that we can find out more about Sanctuary than we've ever known before. And I would love to be a place where that information gets spread. So that is the plan. And I really hope it pans out, Tara. Well, hello, Scott, and well met. I have always wondered why you ended this show when you did, and can only assume it was lack of interest in Diablo 3 as it currently stood. What about 4? And even Immortal gives you confidence that there will be more to talk about than what we had with 3. If anyone can do it, you can. But I worry Blizzard won't give you enough to work with for the long haul. Thanks and hope to hear this on the show. Don. Well, thank you, Don, for that message. And I don't entirely disagree. I mean, it, the show will do best when um, there's a constant fount of information uh, coming out of Blizzard. And obviously, in the early days, that'll be easy. You know, it'll be a flood and we can be, you know, we can pick and choose. But how will that look five years from then? That's a really, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable question. Uh, that's why I think I'm going to do the show in eight season increments. Uh, sorry, eight episode seasonal increments. So uh, this new launch will be, you know, season, I don't know what I'll call it, two, I guess. Instead of it just being, oh, here's a show and it goes on for eternity, we'll have seasons and we'll go one through eight. And if we get to the end of the eighth and things are still going amazing, then we season three kicks off and then four and then five. But always a full season. You know, think of it as your favorite TV show. You know, Game of Thrones ran for what seven seasons whatever it was eight nine <laughs> i don't remember whatever it was but the point is you you could kind of mark them as such right beginning of a season end of a season and though there won't be like you know <laughs> the dramatic uh end points and start points the way they are with a television show or a drama or whatever you know this would be a, a kind of a nice clean way to 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 keep the show in, in check and then you know be able to look at the landscape and say yeah things are going the way we want them to go keep going next season or mm, maybe we need a break take a season off or look, you know, evaluate. I don't know. All of those things are possible. I never say never to any of it, but I just think there's an aura around four ahead of this launch that tells me things are going to be popping off with the game. I usually have a pretty good instinct for this and it's rare that I've been wrong. I have been wrong before, but it's been rare. And it really does look like from this angle and from this distance, this will probably be the biggest game of 2023, which is already a pretty crowded game year there's a lot of really big stuff coming out Baldur's Gate 3 being one of them um there's something major coming out right around Diablo time and I forgot what it was I know that's a month after Diablo uh Baldur's Gate but there's something 
in June, I think. I already forgot what it was. It was something big, though. And we live in that world now, right? It's no longer like tentpole games and then a few, a handful of others sort of around it, the way things were, say, in 20, I don't know, let's say the year 2004, as an example. That's just not like it is anymore. There are 10 tentpole games, and they often come out the same month. And then you got to decide what are you going to play, where are you going to spend your time? And you usually glom onto the thing that you like the most. Well, I have just this feeling that Diablo is going to be the thing we all glom onto the most. And my goal is to have it on PC and Series X. And the reason I want to do that is the game for the first time will be cross-save and uh, cross-progression as well as cross-play. And uh, boy, I like playing Diablo on my butt on the couch. Nothing quite like it. They nailed it with three. The, the console editions for three were real good. The only complaint I ever had is that I couldn't carry my progress from one to the other because I spent so much time on the PC version of the game but right out of the get-go there four is going to have all that so um you know despite the crowded nature of gaming these days and despite all of that i do think there's room for this to stand out on its own and my fandom of it alone is enough for me to justify it i hope yours is too I hope this text finds you well. This is Craig from Toronto. I can't begin to express just how much the Diablo series means for me as a gamer. It is literally my favorite series of all time, and is right up there with my favorite things of all time. Hearing this show might be coming back made me skip a heartbeat. I can't express just how excited I am to have my favorite podcaster back to talking about my favorite game. Best of luck and I can't wait to hear how things go. Thank you, Craig. It means a lot to me as well. I mean, you sound like me. This is my favorite video game series of all time. There's a lot of games I love, uh, but this is this is the one that has my devotion. It always has. And so despite when things are a little bit weird uh, with the game or with the series or things have slowed down or you hear news that, you know, Blizzard kiboshed, internally kiboshed a second expansion to three kind of unceremoniously uh, was really frustrating, right? To hear those things. The Real uh, real Money Auction House was a was a big fat mistake. Um, you know, there's, there's not, there's no perfection around any of this. Um, and, you know, Blizzard's got other issues that came up last year that we're still sort of dealing with all of that being said as a as a series and as kind of just where my heart lies mechanically and aesthetically and everything else diablo has always been the piece of pie i wanted to eat the most and even though that that piece of pie is smaller in a giant pie full of lots of pieces that we could all go eat and enjoy i really look forward to being back to it and i'm happy to hear that you're excited about it so look at it this way if y'all want to be like Craig or anyone else who uh, enjoys the game or enjoyed this show or both, I'd love to hear from you. The Diablo Show at gmail.com is still the email address you can use to get a hold of me and leave whatever comments or thoughts you might have. And better yet, if you want to call in, leave a voicemail, you can do that at 801-471-0462. Or if you'd rather leave a text message, you can do it at that same number. Again, 801-471-0462. I'm going to fire up the old uh, Discord group and get all that stuff going again. Uh, but in the meantime, the webpage is still there, frogpants.com slash Diablo. And all the old episodes are there as well, if you want to go check those out. There was a time on the show when the actual Deckard Kane called in. 
there was a time on the show when uh, when the uh, uh, the dead mouse himself called in. Some people still don't believe it, but it was totally him. Anyway, you can also find us on Twitter at the Diablo Show. That'll let you know when new episodes are out or other interesting stuff. And you can follow me, of course, at Scott Johnson. That is gonna do it. Again, uh, we're back. Okay, how long? What form? A lot of those questions are gonna still have you know supplementary answers. You'll be the first to hear them. But I want to get this back to weekly. And that'll happen right away. Uh, the very next episode, we are going to talk about who was that angel and what's his deal. Why did he come back to heaven? Excuse me, hell from heaven. You know, Sanctuary's version of hell and heaven to find Lilith. What did she do to piss him off that bad? That's just a taste of what's happening next time, among other news and other stuff. So please come on back. I'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.